Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry. Now, today's episode, guys, I always say they're very special, but we are actually kicking off a two-part series. You see the title of the show, you know what we're talking about, but you're probably like, okay, you say part one. What is part two? So really, when I was going through a lot of questions I get from my clients, And what I thought would really help you guys out, I was like, we got to sit down and really nail this topic down and really nail down the information I want you to know about it. So I get a lot of questions about fat loss and muscle gain all the time. And it makes sense because, I mean, that literally is what we talk about all the time on the show. But I wanted to give you an episode, and actually two episodes may I add in. And the first one is on how to lose body fat and most importantly, the science behind losing body fat. Because I know a lot of you babes have expressed interest in learning and understanding your bodies, which is what we focus on on this show. But I really wanted to break down the topics and do an episode dedicated to fat loss, an episode dedicated to the science behind building muscle. So that way, if these are your goals, you are not only getting tips and tricks to be able to achieve it, which is important because we want you to obviously take the information from the show, run with it, and see results. But I really think a huge part about a fitness journey, whether you're trying to build muscle, whether you're trying to lose body fat, is you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. And even more than that, when we're talking about not just the hot part, which is I want to look a certain way, I want to lose that body fat, I want to build that muscle because if I do that, I will look a certain way. I also want to talk about the health aspect of it, which relates to the scientific aspect of this, because losing weight is not the same as losing body fat which is one of the many different things that you're going to learn in today's episode. We're going to talk about fat loss versus weight loss, why it's actually really bad to lose muscle in general, but especially when dieting, how to actually prevent muscle loss when dieting, looking at the research, and most importantly, what shapes your ability to lose and manage your weight beyond just calories. So get excited, guys. Today's episode, it's a good one. And then also get excited next Thursday. We have part two of this series today is on losing body fat and the science behind losing body fat. Next week, get excited because part two is on the science of building muscle. So get excited. Let's go. Now that we are sitting down to talk about the science behind fat loss, I want to spill the beans and I want to spill the beans on something very specific to start with, which is the fact that fat loss and weight loss are not the same things. You might not notice the level of detail I had with naming this title, guys. And something you don't know about me is I'm all about the details. I'm all about making sure the words I select, how they're phrased, and what I teach you is specific. Because while I try to simplify nutrition for you guys, I don't want to give you fluff that doesn't flip and matter. At the end of the day, there is a lot of nuance to nutrition and research and studies and, you know, even information that I present to you guys. So really when we're thinking about fat loss, why I chose the title, the science behind fat loss in particular is because I don't want you to just lose weight. I want you to lose body fat because body fat relates to your body composition. And I almost like to phrase it this way. When you're thinking of the difference between fat loss and weight loss, I've actually seen some posts on social media that phrase it this way. And I think for 
the general person trying to lose weight, the general woman, I actually think it's a really great way to think about it. When you think about losing weight, you get your body into a calorie deficit, which is when you're eating less than what it takes to maintain your weight, maintain your current body weight, and you're going to experience weight loss. But that weight loss doesn't tell me, okay, where are you losing that weight? You could chop off an arm and you could lose some weight, ladies. You could get violently ill because you had food poisoning in Mexico like myself and you literally could lose a ton of weight. But did I lose body fat? No, no, I could lose 10 pounds by you know having severe foodborne illness, but I didn't actually lose body fat. I probably lost a lot of fluid or not probably, I did, right? And I'm thinking about long ago. I haven't gone to Mexico more recently, but anyway, a calorie deficit equals weight loss. But there's two different scenarios I wanna play out for you. If you eat less than what you burn, but you also pair that with a higher protein diet, you will not just lose weight, but you will actually lose weight in the form of losing body fat. It tells you where you're losing that body fat, where you're losing that weight. But just know that just pairing a calorie deficit with a high protein diet, you will lose body fat, but you are gonna lose more muscle mass than if you did this third thing, which is you pair a calorie deficit with a high protein diet and what we call is resistance-based exercise. What this will do is you will maintain your muscle mass and potentially even improve your muscle strength alongside improving the physical function of that muscle while losing fat, which is the most ideal situation for any person, whether or not you identify with the words obese or overweight or you fall into any of those categories, But regardless of who you are as a woman, you will benefit your metabolism more when you pair these three things together. And I love to explain it this way because weight loss just describes the weight change in your body. It doesn't describe where you are losing that body weight. And that comes down to muscle loss. We always talk about muscle gain, which is going to be the next episode, guys. But I actually wanted to put the highlight especially because this is the fat loss episode on muscle loss, because I do find for many women out there, we are completely blissfully unaware of how dangerous it is to lose muscle. Now, giving you a rapid fire overview, coming from the dietitian part of me, that's like, I've been in a hospital and I've seen people in the ICU and I've seen people so ill. And when I think about older people, like those lovely little cuties in the nursing home I used to work with before, or actually while I started DSN, fun fact about me, I really think about the health consequences. Because yes, when I think about older individuals losing muscle and how horrible it is, it also is very dangerous. There is an inherent risk to losing weight the wrong way. And there are consequences. There are consequences to dieting when you do not approach this the right way. And guess what? I'm raising my hand, guys. I am living proof of this. I have lost weight the wrong ways. I have lost so much weight so quickly that I've actually lost muscle mass that I've had my entire life as an athlete. And that is part of what led me to having an overeating problem after dieting. Not only because of the way I lost weight, but it really does harm to your body. That's why women especially can lose their periods. That's why women can struggle with overeating. And that actually is a big reason why women can't keep weight off when they go about weight loss as, I just want to lose weight. I want to get there as quick as possible. And they're not actually focusing on changing their body composition, which by the way, I'm the bearer of this news. 
It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a month. It happens over months because the only way to actually change your body composition, you can't take a pill. You can't take Ozempic. I mean, yes, Ozempic could help you reduce your appetite, therefore reduce how much you eat. But you still have to focus on the what you eat and the how you're moving your body to improve your body composition. There will never be a pill or some quick fix to actually change your body composition. It comes with time, patience, and consistently doing what you need to do. So that brings me to my next point. Why is it bad to lose muscle? Well, the first reason why it's really bad to lose muscle is there are health consequences to losing muscle mass alongside metabolic consequences and also issues with maintaining your weight. So the first thing I want to draw your attention to is when you lose a lot of muscle mass, regardless of how you lose the muscle mass, it could be through illness, it could be through dieting restrictively, it could be through lack of access to proper food sources and the composition of your diet as you're increasing your exercise. It could be for so many different reasons. But one of the main consequences that I like to highlight to my clients is when you lose muscle, you are going to have a reduced muscle strength and reduced power. We think of muscle as, okay, look at that bodybuilder with all that muscle on his or her body. But muscle is actually an organ and it serves a function in our bodies. I mean, think of my weak ass core guys, which is something I haven't brought you on this journey of, but I am constantly trying to improve my core strength because I genuinely believe just by my genetics and my stature, I've been very fit and active my whole life, but my core is one of the weakest parts of my body also because of what I do for a living. I sit on my ass and I talk into a mic and I talk into my computer and I talk on my phone. Um, I do go on a lot of hot girl walks though and I do do my core exercises, but in general, we think of muscle as just aesthetic, but it actually serves a function. Without muscle, we can't keep our bodies up. We couldn't stand up. We couldn't walk. We couldn't move. I mean, not just move as an exercise, move as in activities of daily living, meaning walking and making a sandwich in the kitchen, putting the laundry that we probably need to do right now in the laundry machine. So when you lose muscle and you lose the amount of muscle you have, you lose your strength, you lose your power. These are predictors of adverse, which is another word for bad in the, in the world of research. They are predictors of bad health outcomes, including an inability to carry out activities of daily living, including mobility disability, meaning you can't walk and do your normal functions as you need, and you will eventually need assistance, including falls, including hip fractures, which by the way, are one of the biggest predictors of mortality. And most importantly, reduction of muscle mass and strength and power of that muscle mass is associated with an increased risk of mortality, an increased risk of death. When we think about losing muscle, when we're not just trying to look hot, but we're trying to be healthy, muscle is one of the most, if not the most important organ for longevity, for health, for maintaining our health, and for being fit. It is not just for aesthetic. It is actually for function in our bodies as well. And in addition, muscle is an organ. And when you lose weight the wrong way, you will lose more muscle mass versus when you lose your weight and body fat in the proper way. Now, this is actually really interesting, guys. The debate is still out there for what dieting does to your metabolism. And there is a lot of conflicting, and I'd honestly argue confusing information on the internet. 
You might hear people saying things like, I've ruined my metabolism. I can't lose weight. I, you know, really suppress things. And it's true. You totally can. But then there's people saying my metabolism has changed so much. Like my whole body is different. And it's actually really interesting because we have some research to back this up. So basically what I want to summarize for you is when you diet the wrong way, you get in a big deficit, you don't have enough protein, you lose a lot of muscle mass, you're not strength training, you're doing a ton of cardio, so you're losing even more muscle mass, you will slow down your metabolic rate, which basically means, you know, to bring you back, your metabolic rate describes your metabolism. Your metabolism is how efficient and also kind of, you know, we can consider how much, like, is it 2000 calories to maintain your weight or 2,500 calories? Now it's not just based upon your metabolism at its core, but how your metabolism functions is based upon what you're giving it and how much muscle that you have, your height, your weight, your gender, all of these different things. And that goes into that estimation. So when you are slowing down your metabolic rate, this will actually suppress how many calories you burn a day and it will get you in a deficit, but you also will be impacting how your metabolism functions. And some of the consequences that you may not think about when you lose a lot of weight is at the end of your dieting journey, because you've also lost this weight, but you also lost a lot of muscle mass, you will actually want to eat more. It will upregulate hunger and specifically your hunger hormones, which is why you're, you're more hungry. And it will actually cause you at the end of your journey to eat above maintenance. And for many women, this happened to me, like you will begin to put back on weight. And this is often paired with when women lose weight and just focus on weight loss and doing it really quickly. You are also typically pairing this with the all or nothing dieting mindset. Now, this is really interesting, guys. One of the reasons why it's really not, let's say, advantageous to lose a lot of muscle mass is not just because of the strength and the health consequences that can happen. But specifically in the world of fat loss, it does increase our chances of weight regain. And it's not that losing muscle equals weight regain, but it's what we can't see that's going on inside of our bodies that can cause us to upregulate our hunger. And, you know, that paired with a horrible dieting mindset, it can really cause us to put on a lot of weight after we've lost weight. So I want to give you some perspective. You know, something that I educate my clients on a lot is the debate out there on what dieting does to your metabolism. In fact, people who are like so anti-dieting, they're like, you will never be able to lose weight and keep it off. And we, I've had many episodes on this topic. You can lose weight and keep it off. But just like with anything in life, you have to understand how you diet and also that this is a lifelong journey. Like you don't just lose the weight and go back to what you did before. And I think What's really misleading about a lot of diet studies at times is when you are looking at research on dieting and keeping weight off, you have to really understand the person. Like, did this person go through a death? Did they get pregnant and have a baby and now their whole life is different and they can't spend as much time in the gym and they don't have the tools to understand how to adapt their diet to their real life? Not to mention, I know people in my practice who have been able to keep weight off. Of course, I've seen people gain weight back. I've lost weight and I've gained weight back before too. But to just sum up that 95% of diets fail, nobody is ever going to be able to maintain this weight. That's not true. Okay, girlfriend, I hope you are enjoying today's episode, but I actually wanted to quickly interrupt for a brief moment because in case you haven't heard the news, I know I've been talking about it so much on Instagram every freaking day. I'm literally so excited because our biggest sale of the year is almost here. One week from today on November 16th, we are kicking off our hot and healthy annual sale we do every year in honor of Black Friday. But this year, oh wait, girlfriend, we are doing it even bigger. 
If you've been wanting to lose weight, but honestly have no idea what you should be doing, that's exactly what we help you accomplish when you join us inside of the TSN membership. Inside the program, we show you the exact simple steps to help you lose weight, but most importantly, we make it easy. Yes, I said easy to follow. You will learn the hot, healthy, never hungry method, get your exact calorie budget and protein targets that are designed to help you lose fat and activate fat loss mode. You'll figure out what you should be eating, alongside daily support from our dietitian team five days per week in the community area, plus so much more. Starting November 16th, you can join us for three months for $199, which is $100 in savings on your membership. I'm also giving you free access to my mini course, Stuck to Slaying Weight Loss, which is perfect if you've been stuck and plateaued and not sure what you are doing wrong. Oh wait, and also I forgot to add in this. You'll also have the option to add on my brand new program, Maintenista, for 70% off its original price. 70% off, guys. This program is designed to help you learn how to keep all of the weight you lose off permanently. And of course, master maintenance. So get excited. One week from today, the sale starts on November 16th. And I literally can't wait to welcome so many of you inside of the program so you can lose weight, feel hot, genuinely be healthy, and of course, never be hungry when dieting. But there are consequences to dieting. And when I say the word consequence, I don't mean consequence like consequence, it's negative, like you can't keep this weight off. Like consequences are just reactions. Consequences are what happens when this happens. So what's important to understand is when you diet the wrong way, you get in a big calorie deficit, you don't have enough protein, you lose a lot of muscle mass, you will slow down your metabolic rate. Your metabolic rate, going back to Metabolism 101, which I know I have some prior episodes on, definitely go back in the vault, guys. There's a lot of good stuff in there. But specifically, your metabolic rate describes how basically efficient you are at breaking down food, using it as fuel, and it also describes your nutrition requirements. So for someone who, you know, is trying to lose 20 pounds and, you know, currently eats 2,500 calories a day, like your metabolism describes like how efficient and how much you need to be able to sustain your current body weight. So when you are dieting and you diet the wrong ways, once again, big deficit, not enough protein, you lose a lot of muscle, you're going to slow down your metabolic rate. And yes, you're going to lose weight. And perhaps you're losing weight very quickly if you're anything like how I dieted back in college when I lost weight, like the, the weight loss restrictive way. What will happen is at the end of your journey, you will be less in weight on the scale, but your hunger hormones are going to upregulate and you're going to be really hungry. And you might even be tempted to eat above maintenance. And you pair all of these internal changes that are going on paired with the muscle that you lost, which is part of the reason why this hunger hormone situation is happening. And then you pair that with that all or nothing dieting mindset that I know so many of you babes struggle with. That is going to lead you to not being able to keep weight off. That's going to lead you to feeling like you can't control your appetite, which honestly, I don't need no research study. Let's be real. If you can't control your appetite, of course, you're going to gain weight back. We don't need a research study to put that cause and effect connection together, guys. But what's important to understand is regardless of how you lose weight, you have to understand that your metabolism is going to change, but the extent of which it changes is going to be dependent on how fast you lose the weight, how you lose the weight, and also how much muscle mass you're losing. Because it is normal when you go about weight loss in the right way, which is what I'm going to describe in today's episode, towards the end, guys, you're going to get there. But it's normal for your metabolism and body to change because you 20 pounds heavier do not have the same nutritional needs as someone who's the same version of yourself that's 20 pounds lighter. 
your metabolism is going to change. That's why you need to adapt your plan. That's why adjustments, calorie adjustments, protein adjustments, macro adjustments, exercise adjustments like these, all adjustments are normal on a fitness journey. But the extent at which your metabolism changes is really dependent on what you're feeding it, how you're feeding it, and of course, what is going on inside of your body. But what we do know is despite these changes, the extent in which your metabolism changes and puts yourself at risk for either consequences more negatively or consequences that are expected because you've lost a significant portion of weight is all dependent on your diet. And I do just want to point out that why it's incredibly bad to lose muscle is when you are already really struggling with your weight, and I'm not just talking about, okay, I want to lose 10 or 15 pounds. I don't have a lot of weight to lose, but we're going to, we're going to use the word obesity guys. Obesity is a specific classification in the medical world. And I'm not saying that to put a label on any of you guys, but I'm saying it from a medical sense. If you struggle with obesity, I never say you have obesity or you are obese. I like to say, just like we talk about mental health and especially like when I talk about eating disorders, we struggle with these things. They are not our identity. I never want you to couple an identity or a medical term with, with who you are as a person, because you're going to be stay stuck in that identity too, if, especially if that identity is a trigger for you and someone says it. Anyway, what's interesting about obesity is if you struggle with obesity, you might have a decent amount of muscle. Perhaps you may. But we see in research that those who struggle with obesity have poor muscle quality. So you are heavier in total body weight. You have more fat mass, of course. You might have more muscle mass than maybe the version of yourself that was, you know, 50, 100 pounds lighter. But guess what? You might have a good amount of muscle. But we find, similar to when you think of like marbling and meat, we find that there is more fat found within the muscle. So not just outside of the muscle, but within the muscle, which is why when we we don't have good quality strength, when we don't have the best quote unquote quality muscle, and then we're trying to just lose muscle, we not only are losing muscle, but we're also losing muscle that we need to improve the quality of it, which goes hands in hand with the fact that we do not want to lose muscle mass when dieting. And that's what weight loss is really about. Weight loss is about not caring about your composition, just thriving and striving for that scale to go down every single time you hop on it. But guess what, girlfriend? I care about the scale going down. And if you have 100 pounds you're trying to lose, girl, that scale is going to go down. I promise you. But what's important to understand is our goal is never, ever, 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 ever about just losing weight. It is about changing your body composition. And specifically, if there's just a simple way I can describe it to you, we want to keep muscle and be fucking strong and fucking fit. And we want to lose body fat. That's the goal. Not just losing weight, guys. We want to lose body fat and keep and or build muscle. So we're actually strong and actually fit. Okay. So you're probably wondering at this point, okay, I understand the science. I understand why it's no bueno for me to lose this muscle mass. And you know, girl, like I don't want to lose this muscle mass. How do I do it? This is how to prevent muscle loss when dieting. Okay. To prevent muscle loss when dieting, you must understand, and we're going to get a little sciencey for a moment, and it's a little bit of a different way of approach this topic in the past from you guys. But to understand how to prevent muscle loss when dieting, you must understand muscle synthesis, which means how to build muscle and also muscle breakdown. Now, next episode, we're going to talk about 
muscle synthesis. But what I want you to understand, specifically what we're going to talk about today, is muscle breakdown. And we actually see in research, as much as I want to talk about like how to grow and build muscle, like, like I said, next week's episode, we're going to dive into it. I actually want to talk about what we found in research to prevent muscle breakdown, which is really important when we're thinking about, okay, if our goal is to not lose muscle mass when dieting, what do I need to hit? What are my nutrition targets? And I really want to hone in on this with you guys, because if I hear another flipping woman say, you know, I'm hitting my calories, I'm not losing weight. Okay, girlfriend, you need to learn about how to lose body fat and build muscle and understand that food is more than just calories. If I hear that again, I'm going to lose my shit on you guys. So I'm going to say, listen to this episode, and this is what I want you to know. So when it comes to muscle breakdown, there's really three important components of this system for you guys to understand. Starting with number one, we need to ensure we have sufficient what we call amino acids, which are protein. We need to make sure we have sufficient amino acids available in our bodies. What this means is we actually see, and this is going hand in hand with the TSN method. This should be the science behind TSN, guys, episode. But we need to make sure we get at least 20 grams or more of amino acids and specifically, you know, protein in general per meal. So for context, if you guys don't know, amino acids are basically the building blocks that make up all those delicious protein products that we have. Sometimes you hear about complete protein and complete proteins, and that actually relates to the quality of those amino acids and also what amino acids are in there. So basically what we need to ensure when we don't want to lose muscle mass is consistently throughout the day, having consistent protein fuelings so we can get a constant supply of those amino acids in our body. The second thing important to the system is understanding insulin. Now I know I have a former episode on blood sugar. If that kind of stuff intrigues you, you want to learn more about it, but basically insulin is a hormone and its presence actually inhibits muscle breakdown. Insulin, we consider as like a builder, and we're going to talk about it on next week's episode. But basically what's important to understand is we want to make sure that we have insulin present. An exercise and proper diet can actually help with insulin utilization and function, especially with muscle mass. So for us to be able to keep muscle, we find insulin is associated with this system. Okay, lastly, the third thing that we really want to pay attention to when we are trying to set up a diet plan to prevent muscle loss is we also want to think about, and it's a fancy word, guys, contractile activity, which basically means are we using our muscles, aka working out, stimulating that damn muscle. And this is really important because when you work out, working out stimulates insulin. It actually increases our insulin sensitivity, which therefore increases the work and the energy we're putting into the muscle, and it impacts this entire system. So when you are trying to prevent muscle loss when dieting, It's important to understand, one, you got to eat enough protein. Two, we want to make sure we're eating right and we are managing our insulin properly. And number three, we also want to make sure that the contractile activity is contractiling, meaning we have to get to the gym. We have to maybe not even go to the gym, but at home, use our muscles. If you don't use it, you'll lose it, especially when it comes to dieting. That is the secret sauce. And there's one other thing I want to add in. What's really important to prevent muscle loss, we see typically, and I do this for both mental health purposes with my clients, but also body composition purposes. We find losing weight and losing body fat with a slight calorie deficit to be more advantageous to prevent muscle loss than a big deficit. But like anything in science, sometimes there are caveats. There is some research out there that shows that you can be in bigger calorie deficits when you have plenty and sufficient amounts of protein. However, that is not part of the protocol I use with my clients because I typically find for most people, it leads to more muscle loss in a real world setting. 
And, you know, to be honest, most of my clients are not lifting and eating enough protein to be able to be in such a severe caloric deficit and do it in a way that doesn't feel tremendously hard to stick to. Also, it can be very restrictive, meaning you might experience more hunger than if you did it the other way. So while we don't use that approach, that is something, especially in very specific populations that utilize things like very low calorie diets in like a hospital setting or a clinical setting, those things can happen. But typically, sometimes they're not super, super concerned about muscle loss at the time and losing weight outweighs some of the health risks that can happen. But typically, of course, we we typically focus on slight calorie deficits. And I know most dietitians would feel the same. Okay. Beyond these things we're talking about, though, when it comes to the science behind losing body fat, guys, I also just wanted to point out that, yes, we're talking about calories and protein, but I want to point out that losing fat is not just about a slight calorie deficit, protein, and lifting weights. What you eat is so important, and we're going to talk about it next week for the building muscle episode as well. But what shapes your ability to keep muscle goes beyond calories, guys. What you eat and the macronutrient composition of your food choices and your meal timings all play into this. So as I'm sitting here talking about meal timings, what to eat, do this, do that, I know for many women out there, it can feel a little overwhelming. So I wanted to create a quick little cheat sheet to round out this episode so you could understand exactly what are the things that you want to make sure you're hitting in your diet. So this is what I would suggest. Number one, when you're thinking about your plan, we want to emphasize slight calorie deficit. We don't want to be in a massive calorie deficit. We don't want to be tremendously under eating. We want to be eating slightly less than what we burn. And we'll see that sweet spot with around half a pound to two pounds per week. The second thing we want to emphasize is protein. And with protein, there's a few things I want you to recognize. Number one, at minimum per meal is 20 grams. You might need more than that, especially if you're trying to build muscle, but at minimum 20 grams. The second thing with protein I want you to focus on is eating it consistently. I don't want you to eat your 20 grams times three just at dinner. I want you to eat at minimum 20 grams for three meals and getting 15 to 20 grams of snacks. And the third thing I just want to mention with protein when it comes to preventing muscle loss is think about the quality of your sources. If you're on a more plant-based diet, be conscious and having food sources that are protein-rich that also are high quality. I'm talking things like tofu and soy-based products. Even some veggie burgers might have it in there. I love a little edamame moment. And it depends on what type of like vegan or vegetarian you are. Um, if you're an animal-based eater, you're going to have an easier time with this. But this relates to the bioavailability of the protein. So when we're trying to prevent muscle loss, most of my clients do eat a whole variety of protein sources. Some can be plant-based. I do love plant-based sources. Some eat fish and eggs, maybe not meat. A lot of my clients do eat meat, but whatever it is, we want to have an awareness of the quality because the quality, if you're more plant-based, you may need more than 20 grams per meal to be able to get that sufficient amount of protein to prevent that muscle loss if the goal is to prevent muscle loss. Okay. The third thing that we need to understand, so we have calories, we have protein. The third thing we need to understand is exercise. And when it comes to exercise, I, of course, love your hawk girl walks. You got to meet yourself where you're at. But ideally, we want to have around, I like to say, and I'm pulling this number out of my ass right now, I usually say to my clients three to four times a week of strength training is fairly good. But what you need to be doing is going to be really dependent on if you're trying to put on more muscle mass versus maintain. Because if you are not trying to put on muscle mass, you can work out less 
and have less sessions, but still be able to maintain that volume of training and the volume of muscle mass. Cause it's a lot harder to put on muscle than it is to maintain muscle mass when dieting. But I would say around three to four strength sessions per week is a really great place to start. And it can be any sort of resistance-based activity. You do not need to go to the gym and feel like you have to bench a whole amount of a fuck ton of weight. Like you literally can do resistance-based activity at home, which means putting resistance on your muscles through your body weight. And the fourth thing I want to emphasize for you is what you're eating. Because I think a lot of times women tend to like overthink dieting. We overthink every single food choice and we feel like we have to be so perfect and we put so much pressure and so much weight on what we're having. But the big thing I want you to understand with this is this is not a perfect science. We we give general recommendations of targets to hit and what it needs to look like. And of course, we understand what works and what doesn't work. But what we're trying to avoid which is sometimes helpful to hear when we're thinking about avoiding muscle loss, is we don't want to be really under eating. We don't want to be skipping out on protein. We don't want to, you know, only do cardio and never include any sort of resistance-based activity. We don't want to be cutting out entire food groups. We want a diet that feels easy to stick to. So when it comes to managing your weight and keeping muscle mass, I can't help but also bring up the word consistency. Because you need to find a diet that feels really good, that of course helps you hit these targets, but that is realistic and something that you can consistently do. Because if there's one thing I know is you can have all of this information and the science behind fat loss, but if you don't know how to do what you need to do because it feels so complicated and overwhelming and you're trying to hit all these targets and these numbers and it just feels like you're focusing on so many different things, you are not going to succeed. Simplify your diet. Simplify your food choices. What my clients do is we focus on a carb, protein, a veggie at our meals. We focus on that balance plate. But what I want you to do leaving this episode, before you listen to next week's episode on part two, guys, what I want you to do is think about, okay, with this information, are there any gaps in how I'm actively trying to lose weight right now? And are there any gaps that might be causing me to lose more muscle mass than I would like? And the second thing I want you to do is with my current diet, if there's anything that I am tweaking and changing, trying to fill those gaps in, how, 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 how can I simplify my diet? So I hit these targets and this information that I'm sharing with you today, but perhaps it doesn't have to feel really hard and difficult. If you do that, you're not only going to nail weight loss, but you're going to nail weight loss and fat loss in the most healthful way. And it's going to set you up to keep this weight off, improve your metabolism, give your body what it needs, and of course, be the hottest and healthiest version of yourself. So I hope today's episode was good, guys. I hope you loved it. And stay tuned because next week, part two on the science behind building muscle is coming your way. Hey, girlfriend, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about eating right for fat loss and never gaining weight back, I'll be continuing this party on Instagram where you can find me at sorority.nutritionist posting inspiration every single day. Also, if you're wondering where to get started on your journey, be sure to head to the sororitynutritionist.com backslash quiz to take my free quiz that will tell you why you aren't losing weight and what you can begin to do about it so you can see progress faster. You can also find any other links and resources mentioned in the show at the sororitynutritionist.com under free resources. I hope you have such a beautiful day and I will see you next time, girlfriend.